Okay, a few things on Pasuk Chof Beis. So what is this Vayishma Yisrael? It says he heard, but it doesn't say that he responded. So what's the point of mentioning that he heard? So we spoke about this last time, but something was its error, that if Ruvain's action was a form of protest, or his purpose was to send a message to Yaakov, then the Vayishma Yisrael makes perfect sense. That Vayelech, we were already on the Vayelech Ruvain, that it's mashma that he, it was, uh, he executed a plan. He was trying to accomplish something. And if, you, if what he was trying to accomplish was something, a message to Yaakov, then the Vayishma Yisrael makes perfect sense. Ruvain went and did this, and Yaakov heard about it. So therefore Ruvain accomplished it. So this would fit in very well to what we mentioned already at that time, that this is similar to the story of Avshalom. The story of Avshalom, Shmuel Beis. Shmuel Beis, um, Perkta Zayin, Pasuk of Aleph, Shmuel Beis, Perkta Zayin, Pasuk of Aleph. Achitoifel gave Avshalom an Eitzah. The Eitzah was, and the purpose, the purpose of this Eitzah was to demonstrate that he's broken off from David. And that way everyone will hear that you're on the outs with your father and they'll draw in your side. So therefore, similarly over here, um, perhaps Ruvain is out to assert his independence from Yaakov, and to establish that Yaakov is done. Just like over there, the purpose was that everyone should hear that. So to over here, it was, it was a message. There was a message in Reuben's action, and therefore the passage says, Vayishma Yisrael. Now, furthermore, you could take that further. You could say, just like, like Absalom, who believed that he could do a better job than David, in leading Klai Yisrael, so it's not, it's not a chiddush to say, I mean, it's a chiddush, but it's not shver to say, that Ruvain felt that Yaakov didn't succeed, especially considering the, um, Yaakov, the, 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 the fact that Yaakov didn't succeed in certain ways, and David takes him over. So David Taka does it. Avshalom was wrong in, in thinking that David didn't succeed. But here um, Ruvain does an Avshalom kind of action, which is to say that Yaakov, Yaakov's way didn't work or worked up to a point, and now it's time for something new. Okay. If that's the case, the next step, another point would be perhaps the bracha of Moshe to Ruvain, Yechiru Uvein, Ve'al Yomais, Ve'himisav Mispar. So the end of the bracha is Ve'himisav Mispar, Moshe says, Ve'yubin Yaakov Shnei Masa. That Ruvain should be counted in the number. But the ratio too, that Ruvain should live and not die, because really there's a possibility that he should die for his actions against his father. And that would be again like Avshalom, where David said, "La'atli la'avshalom." He asked his general not to make sure not to harm Avshalom, but he killed him anyways. That's the story in Shmuel. So Reuven will survive, even though, even though perhaps he shouldn't. He's like being murdered against his father and making himself the king. Okay. After the end of last year, things got a little clearer. Thank you, Saul, for this. It goes like this. The diuk was: What's the significance in Pasuk Chafalaf? The fact that Yaakov is beyond Migdal Eder. So we spoke about this, but just it all came together. 
and also what's the Vayelech, and what's the stress in Pasuk HaBez, what's the Vayelech Ruven, and what's the stress in Pasuk HaBez, Vayhi Bishkun Yisrael Baratahi. So it came together, it was like this, that Migdal Eder, the tower of the flock, is where the sheep are all supposed to gather. The sheep are the Shvatim, Yaakov has 600,000 sheep, the Medr says. So this Yaakov sheep is Klaiso. So Migdal Eder is where they're supposed to gather, so the Pasuk and Micha. Yaak, what does it mean supposed to gather? It means that Klaiosol is formed and now they can come together. And Yaakov says, no, I'm not done. I'm going Mihalol the Migdalader. He doesn't, he pitches his tent beyond Migdalader as if to say he's not yet ready to bring the sheep in to Migdalader. Which means he wants to make another, he wants to have another shape, another child. And when he was Ba'aratzahi, out there, not in Migdalader where the sheep were, i.e., the Shvatim were gathered together in Migdalader. Reuven goes out of Migdal Eder to where Yisrael was, Mihalal the Migdal Eder, and to, to send the message that, that you should not just have any more children. Therefore, he's Mihalal his, his Mita, his Mitzua, and Vayishma Yisrael. He got that message, and therefore, Vayibin Yaakov Shneos. Okay? I'll see Shabir. Okay, another point, another possible meaning here that's latent in Vayishma Yisrael is that there was another story that just happened where Yaakov heard and didn't respond. And a very similar story, which is by Shechem and Dino. But he didn't say anything. He waited to see what the sons would say. So then if we plug that into this story, so he's waiting to see. Let's see what everyone else, <coughs> how they feel about this. And then... Then the next step would be, well, in that story, they said it was Nevola, Nasabiso, Lishkav, is Bas Yaakov, so that they cared about. But when it was the Shivcha or the Pelegesh, there was no, no response, was forthcoming. No Kanoes was forthcoming from Shemen and Levi. That would be the, the reading here, which would maybe perhaps lead into the Zilzal, the Bnei Ashvachis. Which you have in the beginning of Parshas Yeshev, who nars Here's an indication that they don't consider Bila to be equivalent to a Bas Yaakov. She's not a Bas Yaakov, but she's Ashes Yaakov. But no, the Bas Yaakov gets a major response from Shimon Levi, and Yaakov again is Shama and doesn't respond. But nothing else happens. The story ends right there. Perhaps I'm not sure about this. Okay. We also spoke about the fact that so here Yaakov just lost Rachel, he just lost Rachel, and now he's losing Bila too. Because she becomes defiled. That's the basic Bechoshar reads that into the Pasuk. He was there and he had just lost Rachel and now he loses Bila too. So he says it still didn't affect him because he was Shneimasar, meaning, and that's the number of perfection, harmony, completeness, like the 12 months, 12 signs of zodiac, 12 dimensions in some way. Okay. And by the way, and that's why there's no mention of Dino in the next parasha. Even Yaakov Shnei Masa, and there's this children, no mention of his daughter, because it's trying to give you this number of Shnei Masa. Okay, so that's what he says. He lost Rachel, and he lost Bella. So I just want to point to your parasha in Eir, which I didn't go through this enough. But it's interesting. Perhaps there's a Muslim there to this story of Yaakov losing Rachel, and then losing Bella too. So this is a Parakid Ches, and the first thing I noticed, well not the first thing I noticed, but the first thing to note, which is interesting, also, Belit Iyon Haroi, this whole Ha'ar from this Iyiv. Parakid Ches and Iyiv is Bildad Hashuchi speaking. So Bildad, Bildad is like Bilham, 
Fez Lama Daladavid. It's very similar to Fez Lama Hey Hey. First of all, it's one of Ia's friends. Name was Bildad. And he says like this. He says, he says, um, you have to take us seriously. Don't treat us like animals. Talking to Eve. Okay. The light of the, the Russia flickers. And then the Pazik Vav. The light becomes dark in his tent. And his nair flickers on him. It says the Gemara in, in Sanhedrin, Chapeza, but Aleph, in this Pasuk, um, this Pasuk we learned that, Someone whose wife dies, wife dies when he's Biyamov, like when he's still young, and he's, he expects her to stay, to, to, to stay alive, still be alive. It's, um, it's like the world became dark. That's this Pasuk. Okay. Okay. The uh, steps of his strength become narrow. He's like in a trap. His heel is trapped in a pach, in a trap. Okay, and then you have... So here we have the oihol becomes dark. And um, so the references to our pasha would be... He makes an oihol. He's not to his oihol. It was just ben oini. And, and, and with the death of his wife. And he's trapped. All his 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 heel is is, is trapped. It's Yaakov who, who grabbed up to Esau's heel, but now he's getting trapped. And then look in Pasuk Aleph. Saviv biasuhu balohis. Balohis is like shadim or behala. So around him there's balohis, and then again oinoi. The next pasuk, his, which means his son or his strength. And aid. Nachon letzaloi. Okay. Fine, skip that. And then in Pasigadalat, again, he loses his Mivtach security from his Oihel, and the Balohis are back. So that perhaps in the next pass again, the Oihel and Blila, whatever that means. And then this idea that he loses his Sharashim and he, he, he has no, his Zecher is gone. He goes from Or to Choshech. He doesn't have children or grandchildren. I'm reading on to Pasigutes. And these, these are the tents of Avol, last Pasig in the parak. These are the tents of iniquity, and that's the place of Loyodakel, the one who doesn't know God. So there's this balohois, balohois, and when the, when the losing of the wife, which is the theme over here, of his tent getting darkness and him not having descendants. So there's just a lot of a lot of Ramazim over here, perhaps to Yaakov. The Yaakov. Yaakov is the one who's loyoda kel, loyodati, and this is how he ends. He ends up not having the children and the grandchildren that he wants to have. You could say also get pasikutes ve in sorid bimagurov. There's no survivor bimagurov. Ve Yeshiv Yaakov beretz magure aviv, and then Yosef seems to disappear. And there's no survivor from Binyamin and Yosef, at least potentially. So anyways, Balohis and Bilha is the is the is the major what, point. What Twice Balohis. What? What did Yaakov think when he was? You want to have another child from Bila, yeah. Because he's I'm told him, Pray your vein. Him, yeah. So that's what he says in Vayichi, Kershak and Eola, Belozvei, Vachnimach, 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 So therefore, I didn't have those children from her, instead I'm going to have them through you. But even though he didn't have them from Rachel, he was then going to have them through Bilha, but not for this. This has been said by many before me. Okay. There's another point over here, which... But um, then it wouldn't be 12, though. It would have been 13, exactly. So, was that wrong? Is that right? Because in a certain sense, it's 13, because he, he gives the Ephraim of Menashe. On the other hand, whenever the Shvatim are counted, it's always 12. 
We never count, either we count Levi and Yosef or Menashe and Ephraim and not Levi. Same so, we just wouldn't count the one of them. Maybe, I don't know. Who would he not count though? What do you mean? Yeah. How do you not count them? Middle Ephraim and Menashe. Okay, don't count them. I mean, he would never have counted Levi perhaps. Okay, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, right? You have to think about it. Was he wrong? What would have happened? Well, another one of those kinds of questions, you know. What's this alternative reality of, of had Reuven not done what he did? And was Reuven wrong? How, in what, was he completely wrong? In what sense was he wrong? Et cetera, et cetera. Many, many questions. It obviously has to do with the Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah, I think. Anyway, so Reuben's action would then be an action of indicating that Yaakov is done, and now it's on to the next generation. Hence, this is the perfect, also perfect lead-in to Vayu B'nai Yaakov. Shnei also. that's now about the B'nai Yaakov, or on to the new world. Till now it's Avim Yitzhak Yaakov, and now it's the B'nai Yaakov. And that's what Reuben is, is doing here, saying Yaakov is done. And now his son is taking over. Okay. Okay. Pasuk Chov Gimel Bnei Leah Bechor Yaakov Reuven. So we read in Ma'orer that there's this stress over here that Reuven retains the Bechor, despite the fact that he lost the Bechor. In some sense, he retains it, and this is what it says in Divrei Hayom in Perik. Divrei Hayom Aleph Perik A. Ubnei Reuven Bechor Yisrael Ki Hu Ha Bechor Ubechalalo Yitzuei Av Nitna Bechor Rosas Bnei Yosef and Yisrael Valolis Yachis La Bechor. So his Bechor was given to Bnei Yosef, but for the Yichos, Reuven is still called the Bechor. And then it continues, Bnei Reuven Bechor Yisrael. So similarly over here, there's a stress that he is the Bechor, despite this action. And I realize also that's the Pshad in Bechus Yaakov. Reuven Bechor Riato, meaning, yes, you are the Bechor, despite what I'm about to tell you, whatever Reuven lost because of this, it always is qualified by, he is still the Bechor. Okay, so here's the Seder here. First is the Bnei Leah, Ruvain, Vishimon, Velevi, Vihuda, Yusuf, Zvolen, and then the Bnei Rachel, Yosef, Binam, Bnei Leah, Shifchas, Rachel, Dan, Naftali. This is in the order of their births. I mean, not the order of their births, the order of their who gave birth. First, Leah had children. I'm sorry, it's not the order of their births. First, it says Leah, she had children first. Then it goes to Bnei Rachel. Then it goes to Bnei Bila, Shifchas, Rachel, either because it was just talking about Rachel, or because they had these children who were born before. Bnei Zilpa, Shifchas, Leah, God, Vashem. Now, Binyamin was not born in Padanaram. So why does it say Ela Binyakov Padanaram? So some say it's Rav. It goes up here Rav. The Pasuk is saying up here Rav. Okay. Benazir says that. Others say that she, he was conceived in Padanaram. The from Ben Rambam says that Binyamin was conceived in Padanaram. And he says like this, he says, the only kasha on this is from the Kabbalah, meaning the, the Messiah, which says that Yaakov spent 18 months in Sukkot, 18 months in Sukkot. He says from the Pesukim, we don't know how much time was in between coming back in Pandaram. He says, Elamai, the only time it is, Rachel said, Derech Noshem Li, so she wasn't pregnant, which I think we once, or this question once came up. He says, that doesn't prove she wasn't pregnant, because she was just saying that. So it was a shame that if she was pregnant with Binyamin, and then, yeah, and then, but, but, but from the Rambam, who, very cute. She's what? No, derech noshim means she can't get up. Derech noshim means neither. Yeah. Could we say derech noshim means she's pregnant? Hmm. I don't know if it counts. Oyrech kanoshim. Oyrech kanoshim. I don't know if she means neither one. I don't know if second grade Chumash counts, but I seem to remember one thing. What? Said she's pregnant? Yeah. They're just saying that. Interesting. I never, never tried. I mean, oyrech kano
דרך בנו שלוש. The way of women is to be pregnant. Menstruate or pregnant, either one. Just Okay, that's what Prophet Ram says he cares very much about Pshat as opposed to Chazals, and it's very important when something could work in Pshat, but even doesn't work in Chazals, it's a whole different level of things. So here he says, you could say she was conceived in Padnaram. But either way, we also have to ask, why is the Pasuk making this point, Ashiyulay Padnaram? So it must be that it's Hakadama. It's Hakadama to, to, to the continuation of his return, and we'll explain that further. But based on this, the Iker point of the Pasuk is like this, saying here he had his children out there in Padnaram. He's trying to locate them, he's trying to, ident- to associate them with his being away. So the question is, okay, how, how is Binyamin associated? Meaning, Lamaisa, clearly Binyamin has to be associated. Either he's happy right, or some other way. Some say it's even Rachel's tefillah. Rachel said, Yosef Hashem li ben Acher. So she davened for him in Padnaram. That's also sufficient, because the Iker point is the Pasuk is trying to say that these, the children are associated with his being away, and then he returns. So this is Hakadama to the return, as we shall explain. As we'll explain. Next passage. Yaakov returned to Yitzchak, his father. So this Yitzchak Oviv, this is the kiyam of his tefillah, v'shavdi v'sholem al base Ovi. He has to return to base Ovi v'sholem. And indeed he returns to Yitzchak Oviv. Dramatizes the return of Yaakov to Yitzchak. It says, Aroah Yitzchak as Yaakov, as Noshov, as Bonov, as Benoisov, as Kolashalev, as Somach, the Libay Ma'oid, the Olof Hakosov Omer, Ure Bonim, the Vonecho, Sholom al Yisra. Because Yaakov said, Vishafti Bisholim, Obeis Ovi. So this is the Shiva B'Shalom. When he comes back with his whole family, then it's B'Shavti B'Shalom, and, and therefore the Shalom on Yisrael. When Yitzhak sees B'Shalom B'Necha, the Shalom on, on Yaakov, it's called Yisrael. Okay. He returns Mamre, Kiryas Arba, Hi Chevron, Asher Gersham, Avraham the Yitzhak. Just Chevron, where Avraham and Yitzhak were Gar. And that's important because, because Yaakov is also then going to be guard there in the beginning of this expression. So he returned to the place where Avram and Yitzhak are guard, and he also is going to be guard there. Now, last we knew the Yitzhak left, Yaakov left Yitzhak in Be'er Sheva. And now Yitzhak moved to Hebron. So there's this unstated move. We just find Yitzhak in Hebron. And this we spoke about in Pashcha Yisara. Without going back into the rice, it's because Rivka was buried in Hebron. So now Yitzhak is male living in heaven because he moved there upon the death of Rivka. And Rivka's dead here. He says, well, Yaakov and Yitzhak of if. Apparently Rivka's already dead. So she's in heaven, buried there, and that's why naturally Yitzhak is there. And now Yaakov is united with Yitzhak and he's going to live in the same place. So he's zokin and sva yomim. Now, in Pashas told us, in Pashas told us, he, he thought he was dying. He says, he knows a kanti. This is how many years before? What's the cheshven? 80 years? Right. Hmm? Right. Yitzhak was 180 when he died. And Yitzhak was 40 then. 
Okay, so it's about 80 years, I think, it comes out. Do the Cheshman. And what? Am I wrong? As a word, Yaakov was. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Aesop took away at 40. At yeah, 40. And that's when the Brachas happened. That's when the Brachas happened by then. Because Yaakov yeah. was in Shem Vever for, for 14 years. 14 years. Until 77. I remember 77. I mean, 63 is three years. Why three more years? He was gone for 22 years. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yaakov was 30. Shine, the kids, it was a long time, right? So Yetzuk said, then I'm dying. So number one, he's that's a steer to this pasuk because he's he now was, it's saying he was, he was old. He was within he was one twenty something at that point. Who? Um, yeah, he's because he was within he was within a certain amount of years of ah. when his mother died. Of his mother. That's what it is. That's the husband. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember mean, if it's one twenty five. Ah. Okay. Of Fine. So it's a good fifty years. It's a good fifty years earlier. Fine. Kitsu, so then Yitzhak says, I'm old, I don't know when I'm dying. And now, when he's 180, he's like in Svayomim. Then he's Mashma, then he's was Mashma, he wasn't old earlier. He wasn't old and decrepit. And it's Mashma, he's not, that wouldn't be Svayomim if he doesn't know when he's dying. Since he's been 125, it feels like he's dying. That's not Svayomim. So the answer is like this, and we spoke about this too, so Chazar, that Avram also had the same thing. Avram Zakin Baba Yomim. Avram Zakin Baba Yomin, and that's after the death of Sarah. Even though it says in the beginning of a year about the Nizakin. So he was old and then he became old again. Tara says when Sarah went back to her youth, he goes back to his youth too. Okay. Next thing. Um, it says that Avram Yitzok took Rivka and Avayosef Avram Yikach Isha So Avram became young again. That's all totally in Rivka. So it means when Sarah becomes young again, Avram becomes young again. When Rivka comes, brings the youth back to the bias, Avram becomes young again too. And the same thing by Yitzchak. When Yaakov, it all starts by he, that Esav takes certain Nashim, and those make Yitzchak old, and Leodati Yemesi. When Yaakov then comes, goes and takes the right, the right Isha, then everything gets fixed again, and, and Yitzchak gets, feels young again. And Svayamim, and then Itaka, 50 years later, he's now he's looking and Svayamim. So that's why the Pirkut of Eleza makes this whole drama of him coming back with his family, and, and Yitzhak was Somach Beliboy Moid. Verah Yitzhak is Yaakov, Ves Noshov, very interesting because he didn't see Rachel. Verah Yitzhak is Yaakov, Ves Noshov, Ves Bonov, Ves Benoisov, Ves Kolashalay, Ves Somach Beliboy Moid. Because that's the point of this Pasuk. The point of this Pasuk is he returned. He returned, and then that's what made Yitzchak a whole different person now, because everything went well with Yaakov in the right way. So that's what I was saying before. I said that Pasuk in Pasuk Havav says, Rom, is a hakdom. Because saying like this, saying ya- Yaakov had a certain shlichus to do in Padan Rom. He was sent away to Padan Rom to accomplish something. There was Esav and his Moiras Ruach and his Nashim, and that didn't work out. And Yaakov got the Brachas, and then Yitzhak said, okay, you go to Padnaram and get a wife. Get the right kind of wife. Because, and that goes along with the Brachas. It says in the end of Tolos. He was a very so to take the right kind of wife. So that Shlichos that he had to go to Padnaram, that's what saved, that's what saves the, the youth of Yitzhak. And that's what makes Yitzhak happy. So the Brachas is saying like this. In Padnaram, Yaakov had all his children, and he was all Matzliach. He created the right kind of family. That the, the Padna Ram trip was 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 successful. Memelo, everything is reunited. He gets Bashalom al Avi. Yitzhak is happy, he's Bashalom, he's up in Musaveh. 
So that's what I was saying before, that Padnaram, it could mean even that Rachel Davin from Padnaram. The point is that the Pasuk is, is identifying the children with Padnaram because it's the, it's the purpose of that trip was to have this family that will, instead of being Moiras Ruach to Yitzchak, will lead to the happy ending of, of Yitzchak being Zokein Usvayomim. And that was, succeed, that was accomplished in the Padnaram journey. Esav and Yaakov buried him. So here it says Esav and Yaakov buried him. And by Avram it says Yitzchak and Yishmol. Puts Yitzchak before Yishmol. Why does it put Esav before Yaakov and Yitzchak before Yishmol? Because Esav was older than Yaakov. And although Yishmol was older than Yitzchak, he was born from the Oma. So therefore Yitzchak comes before Yishmol. This is pretty. Ben Ezra, Shbam, Esav, Roshar. Now, it doesn't say where they buried him. Why doesn't it say they buried him in the Mos Machpelah? Like it says by Avram and by Yaakov. Just they buried him. So, because he was in Hebron. It says already that he was in Hebron. So, obviously, they're going to bury him in the Mos Machpelah. It doesn't have to speak it out. By Avram, it doesn't say that Avram was in Hebron. So, let's say they buried him in the Mos Machpelah by Yaakov. But here, where, where, where it says that he came to Hebron, so if Yitzhak died and they buried him naturally, they're going to bury him in Achutzah Savaysav in Hebron. And there's no need to even say so. Huh? Maybe, they Maybe. I had the same question, but then I saw the Shabbat. It's very good shot. No, Why not? Yitzchak. Yeah. <laughs> but since they buried him, they grew. Oh, okay. Hmm. I see. I can bury him. Okay. Interesting. Okay. My son. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Okay, Perak Lamedvov. Let's begin. And Lamay said it was a man who says that he stayed. Who says? That he was still there. By his death? Yeah. Well, I guess because it just said it, you know. If it just said it, he, that he can't share it. Even though it's hmm? a long time later. What's a long time later? The death. Okay. Right, right, right. Right, right. What is it? We're, 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 you know the Cheshman? What are we talking about? How many years? And Yaakov comes back. Whatever it is. Not so long, right. Uh, Yaakov was about 90. It was about like 30 years later or so. She was Sashal Yosef was 12 years before me Sashal Yitzhak. Only 12 years? Well, 12 years with Mechir was before. All right, right. so it's about 30 more. years. It's a little less than 30 years before, right? It's a little less than 30 years to the, to the right. But the point is the passage just continues. It's like a continuation, I guess, that I would say. Okay. Especially if you say he was there. You say like me that the reason why he's there is because of Rivka. I mean that that's where they're living. That's what we established by Avram. That Avram ends up in heaven and stays in heaven along with Sarah. It means that's where they live. Yeah, that's that's where they go live to die. It says I should go show my Avram Yitzchak. for that reason. That what? He heaven I should go show my Avram. To connect it with Avram's living there. I mean he was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Avram was there after the death of Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, what else is the Pesach saying? Right, I was saying, the Pesach is just saying, it's, it's, it's connecting Yit Yaakov with Avram and Yitzhak, but perhaps it's also that. It's also what you're saying. I was saying, right, it's a lot of putting Avram in the same place as Avram and Yitzhak because he's going to live there and it's going to be stressed in the beginning of Ayeshev, that he lived by Eretz Magui Aviv, and there it says, Chevron, Chevron. So Yaakov is Dafka living in the place that Avram and Yitzhak lived. Right, which actually we have to explore more, more because if Avram and Yitzhak lived there, they also lived in Beersheba. If they lived in Hebron, because that's where they buried Sarah and Rivka, so what's Yaakov coming and living in Hebron? 
before he's burying, I mean, buried Rachel, but not in and Leah's still alive, so he should have gone to Beersheba. Meaning, Mamela, Yitzhak is there because Rivka's dead, and Yaakov's coming to see him, but, but he's, he's going to live there because Avram and Yitzhak live there? You have to think about that more. They, lived, they didn't live there, they lived in Beersheba more than Chevron, meaning more than when they were active. Chevron is where they lived. Sleep for me. I have to think about that more, maybe in Vayishif. Let's get back to Vayishif, I guess. Hmm? Yeah. Right, what's the Vayishif Yaakov, Ba'at Magui Aviv, which is Chevron there? They didn't do anything in Chevron. Avram and Yitzhak. Just where they ended up. It wasn't where they were active. So why, why is Yaakov active there? And why is the Pasuk stressing it was at, at the land that should gush from it? Okay, that's something that has to be explored more. Okay, let's start Perak Lamed Vav. So here's the plan for Perak Lamed Vav. It's a very difficult Perak Lamaisa. And um, there's, there's obviously two levels. First of all, there's the Pshak questions. And then there's a the question of we can perhaps penetrate to some Oymik here of why, of what's being taught with all these names. It's very hard work. Medr Shemus is very, very difficult. And I guess I have to work harder. But we'll give make a hagdam. <laughs> right. <laughs> now what that's not gonna this is not gonna work, it's not gonna happen. Um yeah. see him on Hanukkah? What next week? No no, no until we have to see him. We it worked out more than once, I think. Right? To make us at least once to have a see him on Hanukkah. Because I'm going to say we're talking near the end now. Uh, we are near the end, and there shouldn't be there shouldn't be that many shurim simply because I probably won't be able to, to figure out much. But let's so let me just give you a a hakdama <coughs> to the parak just so we should understand this parak that people are not used to, so familiar with. And let's just, let me just give you a, a an overview of the parak to start with. So parak lamedvav is the tallest of asav. So the psukim bays through hay are talking about Aesop's three wives, gives their names, and the children. And those are the children that he had in the land of Canaan. He had three wives and children in the land of Canaan. And then Pasuk Vav, through Ches, talks about Aesop moving from Canaan to Harseir. And then Pesukim Tes, through Yudalid, is his children in Harseir, i.e. His, his grandchildren, that were then born from the children that we raised. His children were born in the land of Canaan, and then he moved, and he had his children then had children. Those are described in Pesukim. Um, Tess, through Yud Dalet. Okay? Okay, then Pesukim Tess Vov, through Yud Tess, is a list of the Alufim of Esav. Aluf means some sort of chief of some sort. Okay? So it's basically the same names as his children and grandchildren. But then they're called Aluf. Basically, there's some differences there. Okay, then, then Pasakhov through Lamed shifts to the children of Seir. Who's Seir? Why, why do we care about Seir? Who's Seir? Seir apparently was Asa's Mechutn. Because there's this overlap in the names. Of Esav's wives and of, and of the wife of Aliphaz. One of Esav's wives is a Halivam Abbas Anabas Tivain, who figures prominently in, in the children of Seir. So these are the children of Seir that were Yoshveharts, Lung Patsukhov, Yoshveharts. That means they were in Seir before Esav came in and he married into them, apparently. 
he did and his son Eliphaz did. Okay. So that's Pesukim Chaf through Chaf Ches. And then the last two Pesukim Chaf Tes and Lamid are the Alufim of also of, the, of that family, of the Chayri family of Seir, the natives, the, the indigenous population of Seir before Esav married into them. Okay, then we have Pesukim Lamed Aleph through Lamed Tes is a list of the kings of Edom. And then Pesukim Mem through Mem Gimel is again the Alufim of Esav, but this time it's a different list. Some of them are repeated from before, some new ones that we haven't heard of. So that's that's... That's over with the parak. So just to make a little sense of it, and now let's let's just start a few psukim shuharas. Ve'ela told us Esav who Edom. So either who Edom means he is the father of the nation called Edom, so the Benezer, or it means that Esav himself was called Edom, like it sounds like in the beginning of told us King Karshma Edom. Esav lokach es noshov. Esav had taken his wives in Beis Kanan. Now this is not the same thing as saying it's not a narrative. It's not. Vayikach Esav Noshem Ibnez Kanan. It's like a comment. Esav had taken his wife. So it's a contrast to Yaakov. Yaakov just came back with this family, and we know Yaakov's story with his wives, while Esav had taken his wives, and the Torah already recorded that. So it's not recording it again. It's like referring to uh, something that was already mentioned. Esav had taken his wives, Ibnez Kanan. So, who are his wives from Ibnez Kanan? Ada, daughter of Elon, the Chiti. Ahalivama, daughter of Anna, daughter of Tzivan, Tzivan the Chivi, and Basmas, daughter of Yishmael, sister of Nevois. Now that's not Benes Kanan, the third one in Pasuk Gimel. That's from Yishmael. So you have to read the puzzle like this. He took his wives in Benes Kanan, and also he went ahead and took another one. And this is borne out like we have an end of Toldis. These were his first two wives. We'll talk about the Shinrim soon. So his noshav, meaning the wives that he chose when he was 40 and he said, now it's time to get married like my father, those were the Benes Kanan. When he saw that, that, that his father doesn't like it, so he'd take another one, but it's al noshav, it's not, it's not his noshav. So that's similar to this Pasuk. Noshav were Benes Kanan, also another Pasuk, Basach Neshmo was the third one. Okay, now, I'm not going to go into this, at least not for now, but I just want to point out the differences. Here are the three wives are Ada, daughter of Ela and the Chiti, Oliva, Anna, Basiba and the Chivi, and Bas, Bas, Mashishmol. And told us, none of them match. And told us it's Yehudis, Bas, Be'eri, Hachiti, Basmas, Bas, Eloin, Hachiti, and Machalas, Bas, Yishmol. So instead of the daughter of Yishmol, it's called Machalas, he has a, the daughter of Eloin, it's called Basmas. Seems to be a major confusion. So what's going on? We spoke about it then a little bit. Perhaps we'll go back into it next year. Okay. Let's say something about Ahalivama, daughter of Anna, daughter of Tzivan. This, this daughter of Pliny, daughter of Pliny, there's only other, only other place where we have this is in the list of the kings of Esau, in Tanakh, that is to say, is in the list of the kings, that's in Pasuk Lamates. This is the name of the wife of the last king, Mehitavel, daughter of Majid, daughter of Mezahov. Okay, just pointing out. So let's talk about this, this Ahalivama. So it seems from Pasuk Beis, it seems like she was the daughter of Anna, and that Anna was the daughter of Tzivayin. Okay, <coughs> now, remember I said in Pasukim Chaf Thulamid tells us about the Bnei Seir, and they're important because Esav marries into them. And there we have Tzivayin, Anna, and 
ahalivoma. So let's look at those psukim to get a little sense of the problems here. Ela b'nei Seir ha'chavi Yeshveyatz. These are the sons of Seir. So there's a fellow by the name of Seir, let's say, and these are these are his sons. Loiton, Shoival, Tzivon, and Ano, Dishon, Eitzer, and Dishon. That's seven sons, and they were Alufim. Okay, and they're the children of Seir. Now, so the seven sons, Loiton, Shoival, Tzivon, Ano, Dishon, Eitzer, and Dishon. Now we're going to go through the sons. The sons of Loiton were Chari and Haman. He also had a sister by the name of Timna. That's important because Timna was married Alifaz. Okay, next son of Seir was Shoival, and these are his children, Alva Menachas Evil Shoival Next son of Seir was Tzivoy, and the children of Tzivoy were Ve'aya, funny thing, funny vav there, and Anna. So now Tzivoy has a son Anna, besides for having a brother Anna, there's also a son Anna. But that's the, and that's the Anna, which Anna is that? That's the Anna that found the mules or something when he was shepherding the, whatever, grazing the, the Donkeys. Okay. Now, here are the children of Anna. Now, which Anna do we mean in Pasuk Probably the next one in the list of Seir. The uncle Anna, not the nephew. His son was Dishon. Dishon. So, another little bit of confusion here, because he also had a son, Dishon. Besides for having an uncle. Besides having a brother, Dishon. And Ahalivama Bas Anna. So, the sons of Anna were Dishon and Ahalivama Bas Anna. So, first of all, this... Okay, well, let's hold that on a second. And then the children of Dishon. Now, who's Dishon? So this is probably Dishain, the fifth son of Seir, and his children were Chemda, Neshman, and Yeshman, and The next one is Eitzer, Bilhan, Zavar, and Yaakov. The next one is Dishan, the last son of Seir. So that's what works out. Fine. So now, Ahalivama Bas Anna is who? Well, first of all, there's, there's two Annas. One was a son of um, Seir, and one was a son of Tzivain. There's no Anna, daughter of Tzivain. So how do you read Ahalivima, daughter of Anna, daughter of Tzivan? Anna was not a girl. So therefore, some people say like this. She was the daughter of Ahalivama and the daughter of Anna. I'm sorry, she was the daughter of Anna and she was the daughter of Tzivan. Which means, Patzachafei goes, Ve'ele b'nei Anna dishon, and Ahalivama bas Anna. Yeah, she was Alivam Bas Anna, but she was also the daughter of Tzivain, her uncle. How's that? Because no one knew whose whose kid she was. Now, this is by the way borne out in Pasukhafei, because Pasukhafei says the children of Anna were Dishain, and Ahalivama, the daughter of Anna. Why does it say the daughter of Anna? It should say Bitai. Children of Anna are Dishain and Ahalivama, daughter of Anna, say Ahalivam, but Bitai. So it could be saying like this, she was truly was his daughter, even though she's called Bas Anna and Bas Tzivoin, she's first called Bas Anna, because maybe perhaps she was his biological daughter, but perhaps but she was, some people thought she was Tzivoin's daughter. Okay, that's one, that's one reading. Another reading is, she was the daughter of Anna and the granddaughter of Tzivoin. So then, that would mean she's, she's the daughter of the other Anna. Of the Anna son of Tzivain. The problem with that is that then Pasukafei would be talking about the Anna son of Tzivain and we'll be skipping the Anna uncle, one of the brothers there. Okay, that's all I want to say on the matter for now. I just want to show one other thing, very interesting thing. In Divrei Yomim, you have this list in Divrei Yomim too. There's a few differences that, and we'll, we'll get to them as we go through this again. In Divrei Yom Perak Aleph, it goes through the Chulna Vesav and there it goes like this. So let's start from uh, Pasuk Vamehei. B'nei Esav. Perik Aleph and Devayom, Pasuk Amalei, Bnei Esav, Eliphaz, Reuel, Yosh, Yalom, and Kerf. 
Children of Alifa, as with Taman, I'm a two got them fine. Children of Uel, Machzev. Okay, Pazak Lamaches. The children of Seir. Seven children, like we have in our Pazak. Children of Seir. Loitan, Shoival, Tivan, and Anna, Dishan, Eitan, Dishan. Children of Loitan, Choy Behemon. This is Mustin, Shoival, Anachtevil, Shri Oinam. Children of Tivan, Anna, Anna. Bene Anna, Dishain. So, what's missing is Ahalivam Bas Anna. It's the most important one. Because that's the one that Asa married. And that's what we're supposed to. That's, that's the purpose of listing this, the Yichas of Sayers, because Asa married into them. So in Pasuk Mem Alf in Devayom, it says, B'nai Ana Dishain. And it doesn't say Alivam Basana. But it does say B'nai plural. B'nai Ana is plural. So the plural is because Alivam Basana is missing. So this is a mystery of Alivam Basana. First of all, you have a Pasuk that says B'nai Ana. And you say Olivon Basana, which is very strange. You don't say Bnei, you don't say Bnei Plenty is Plenty than the father. You don't say his name again. And there in the Yamim, where where the one one main person is missing, but yet at the same time we have a Lashon Rabbim. So that all has to be explained further. One other thing is like this. Just here it says in Pasuk Beis it says it was Olivon Basana Basivin Hachivi, and there it says and and in and in, and in Pasuk Chaf um, it's talking about the Bnei Seir Hachayri. So was she a chivi or was she a chayri? So that's what Ramban says in the Torah that chivi and chayri are, are used interchangeably. I guess it's like some sort of nations that overlap in some way. And he says they both come from snake, as in chivya, and snakes are in chores and, and holes in the ground. However, the problem is in Pasuk Beis it talks about his wife from being nice Canaan, and then there it says Alivam was from Seir. So that's something we still have to work at. Okay? Yeah.